Mysterious-ish. Contains graphic and explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, hey, this is uh, Mysterious-ish, in case you didn't know. <laughs> we uh, we uh, don't typically do the thing where we introduce ourselves, but uh, I'm Caitlin. I'm Erica. <laughs> we always uh, forget. Yeah, it's fine. We're it's, a hot mess over here. It's, it's okay. Erica, it's your episode. Wow, yeah, tell me what we're talking about. I don't even know. Uh, Eliza Lamb? Nah! Elisa <gasps> Lamb. Elisa Lamb. Mm-hmm. Elisa Lamb. It's literally like one of my favorites. Really? As weird as that is. It's pretty intriguing. It's I I am I'm so excited. Okay, let's do this. January 26, 2013, Elisa Lamb arrived in Los Angeles. Uh she had come by the Amtrak from San Diego. She was headed to Santa Cruz as part of her solo trip around the West Coast. This trip was supposed to be a getaway from her studies at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada, where she was originally from. Wow. Elisa's family had been leery of her traveling by herself, but Elisa was determined to do it alone. How old was she? Do you know? Sorry. (laughs) I think... twenty. I think she was pretty young. I think she was like 21. Something like that. I don't remember. I can look it up really quick. 22. Oh, so she's not that much younger than us. Mm -mm. As a compromise, Elisa made sure to check in with her parents every day to let them know she was safe. And that is why her parents found it unusual when they didn't hear from Elisa on January 31st which was also the day she was scheduled to check out of her hotel room at the... The Lambs eventually contacted the L.A. Police Department. The police searched the property of this... Police found the surveillance evidence and soon released it on their website. The footage was taken from the elevators inside the Cecil Hotel. You know the movie uh, Night, Night at the Smithsonian? No. With Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson and Robin Williams? No. Erica. Oh, God. <laughs> you don't know Night of the Smithsonian? No. With, where Ben Stiller becomes the night the night guard at the museum and then everything at, at night comes to life? Night of the Museum? Yeah. What did I call it? <laughs> Fucking something. Night of the Smithsonian? Smithsonian. <laughs> I meant night at the museum. <laughs> the second, in my defense, the second one takes place at the Smithsonian. <laughs> That's my defense. I was like, no, dude, I don't. You can't know. cut that. You have to leave that in. I'll leave that in. <laughs> Fuck, I'm stupid. 
<laughs> but you know, night at the night. At, God damn it! I not did it again. Night at the museum. The first, the first guard that hands it over, hands it over to Larry Daly. His name is Cecil. Oh, Cecil. Okay, Cecil from Night at the Smithsonian. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a dumbass. I love that, though, Al. <laughs> the museum. Oh, god damn it. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And the footage is pretty strange. The footage showed Elisa in one of the elevators on the date of her disappearance. She was acting strangely. She could be seen stepping into the elevator, pushing all the floor buttons. She steps out of the elevator pokes her head out sideways, looking to both sides. She does this a few times, repeating in, out, looking. Then she finally steps out of the elevator fully. In the last few minutes of the video, you can see Elisa standing by the left side of the door, moving her hands in random gestures. Nobody else was in the elevator with her. Have you watched this video? Uh, I kind of skimmed it. It was on the article that I was it's, reading. It's fucking terrifying. It's so scary. Yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of weird when I was watching it. It was very strange, like. February 19th, 2013, two weeks after the video was released to the public, maintenance worker Santiago Lopez found Elisa Lamb's body floating in one of the hotel water tanks. A little trigger warning for this next sentence, because it's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lopez made the discovery after there were several complaints from the hotel guests about low water pressure and a weird taste coming from the tap water. Listen, when I read that, I physically, like, gagged. Yeah. Every single... It does not matter how many times I hear this story. That always gives me chills. Yeah. It's so uh, yucky. Because she was literally, like, her whole ass dead body was in the hotel's water source. Like, ah, ah, ah. A statement from the chief of the L.A. Fire Department said the tank Elisa's body was found in had been drained and cut open from the side to remove her. Nobody knows how Elisa's body ended up in the hotel's water tank or who could have been involved. Hotel staff told authorities that Elisa was always seen alone around the hotel. There was at least one person that saw Elisa before her death. A nearby bookshop called The Last Bookstore, owner by the name of Katie Orphan, was the last to see her, and she remembers Elisa bought books and music for her family to take, like, to take back home. A quote by Katie that she told CBS LA, It seems like Lamb had plans to return home. Plans to give things to her family members and reconnect with them. I don't think I knew that she had gone to a bookstore. I don't think I'd ever heard that detail before. Oh, really? Hmm. Hmm. So that's interesting. When the autopsy results came out, it only ignited more questions. The toxicology report confirmed that Elisa had consumed a number of medical drugs, likely a medication for her bipolar disorder. But there were no indications of alcohol or illegal substance in her body. Now, so this article said that there was no alcohol, alcohol. But I read another ar- article where it was like a very low, like point zero zero zero, like two percent or something. 
Oh, that's because, okay, <clears throat> when you die, um, your body can, because she was in, you know, because she was dead for an extended period of time before being found, mm-hmm. that point zero zero two or whatever it was is probably just from, like, the decomposition. So it's oh. probably, and plus, like, even at that point, it would have been too late for them to run a toxicology report on um, alcohol because... Because alcohol doesn't stay in your system for that long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So she probably didn't have any alcohol in her system. Um, that small amount was just probably from decomposition. Okay. Amateur sleuths began turning over every rock to try and help solve this mystery behind her death. One of Elisa's toxicology reports was posted online by someone on Reddit who had an interest in the medicine. The Post pointed out three observations. One, Elisa took at least one antidepressant that day. Two... Well, she was oh, she was yes. prescribed those antidepressants, though. Yes. Like, yes. you said that she had medication because she was bipolar. Right. Which, typically, bipolar also means... Good shake. Bipolar Low-key. also means um, depression. So, like... She was probably prescribed the antidepressant. Mm-hmm. Two, Elisa had taken her second antidepressant and moved stabilizer recently, but not that day. Three, Elisa had not uh, taken her an- antipsychotic recently. Mm-hmm. This suggested that Elisa, who was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression, may not have been taking her medicine properly. Right. So that's one of the theories. Mm-hmm. If you don't take uh, your medicine properly with disorders like this, it can tend to cause manic side effects. And some think this is what caused how she acted in the elevator. Mm -hmm. The hotel manager at the time, Amy Price, she also strongly agrees with that theory as well on why she acted that way. Yeah. I mean, that's um, typical. Yeah. If um, that's why they say that. It's just like with birth control, you're supposed to take it at the same time every day. And you're supposed to, you know, obviously take it every day because it can really fuck your shit up if you're not taking it consistently scheduled. Mm -hmm. Like, it can really fuck your shit up. During Elisa's stay at the Cecil Hotel, Amy said that Elisa was originally booked in a hostel-style shared room with others. There were complaints of odd behavior from Elisa's roommates, which forced her to uh, be moved to her own private room. But even though she sadly had some mental illnesses, how did this poor girl end up in the water tank of the hotel? Did you mention that she was naked? No, I didn't. Yeah. But she was found. Yeah, she was found. Wasn't her clothes like floating right next to her? I think so. Something like that. It was something really fucking weird like that. Yeah. The autopsy didn't show any foul play, but the coroner's office noted that they were unable to do a full examination because they could not examine the blood of Elisa's decomposing body. Right, and she was submerged in water, so that makes the evidence even harder to get. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it washes away any fingerprints, any, um, like, hair evidence or, DNA, like, touch DNA, anything that would have been on her body. The water just washed it away. David and Yana Lamb filed a wrongful death suit against the Cecil Hotel several months after their daughter's death was uncovered. The Lamb's attorney stated that the hotel had a duty to inspect 
and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented a unreasonable risk of danger to Lamb and other hotel guests. The hotel fought back against the lawsuit, filing a motion to dismiss it. The hotel's lawyer argued that the hotel had no reason to think that someone would be able to get into one of their water tanks. Right, because the the water tank was on the roof and the roof was restricted access. Mm -hmm. So, like, no one should have been able to get up to the roof, let alone into the fucking water tank. Come on. Court statements from the hotel's maintenance staff. The hotel's argument is not entirely far-fetched. Santiago Lopez described in full detail how much effort he had to exert just to find her body. Santiago said he took the elevator to the 15th floor before walking up the staircase to the roof. Then he had to first turn off the rooftop alarm, climb up on the platform where the hotel's four water tanks were located. Finally, he had to climb another ladder to get to the top of the water tank. After all that is when he noticed something strange. A quote by, by uh, Santiago, he said, I noticed the hatch to the main water tank was open and, lo- and looked inside and saw an Asian woman lying face up in the water, approximately 12 inches from the top of the tank. His testimony suggested that it would have been difficult of Elisa to make it to the top water tank on her own, at least not without anyone noticing. Did he mention, like, if the, the lid was heavy? No, he didn't. I want to say I want to say that those, I mean, because if you think about it, it's a whole-ass water tank. Like, so you would think that the, that lid would be heavy because it's going to be, yeah. like, fucking metal. Right. So, like, and I don't think Elisa was that big. Like, I think she was a pretty small, small little girl. Yeah, she was, like, 5'4", five, five, I think, someone oh, said. Oh, I'm 5'4". Pedro Tavor who is the hotel's chief engineer, also stated that it would be difficult for anyone to access the rooftop without triggering the alarms. Right. Yeah. Like, only the employees would be able to deactivate the alarms properly. Yeah, because Santiago said that he had to deactivate the alarms to get in there, Mm -hmm. to get, like, to get up there. So Mm -hmm. how the fuck does she do that without, like, without setting off all of the fucking alarms? Right. If the alarm was triggered, it would reach the front desk, and the top two floors would definitely have heard it. LA right. Super- LA Superior Court Judge Howard Helm ruled that the death of Elisa Lamb was unforeseeable because it had happened in an area that guests were not allowed to access, so the lawsuit was dismissed. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That's all I have. So one of the theories is that... She was playing a game in the elevator. Okay. Um, the game is called the elevator game. Uh-huh. And um, it is a way to <laughs> access a another world. Uh-huh. The elevator game, which supposedly originates from Korea. Um, the general idea behind this spooky routine is that you can enter a new dimension if you press on elevator buttons in a specific order. To play, you need to be in a building with at least 10 floors and an elevator, which we know this building has because you just said that Santiago went up to floor 15. Mm-hmm. So you also have to play alone and the game will only work when there's no one around to mess with mess with the specific button order. The, ru- the rules are convoluted, so they're, like, really fucking confusing. 
Um, once you enter the first floor, you have to press the floor buttons in a certain order. And that order is two or sorry, four, two, six, two, ten, five. Disclaimer, listeners, please don't fucking play this game. For the love of God. Even if it's like real fake, don't risk it. It's not worth it. When you reach the fifth floor, you might meet a mysterious woman. Don't look at her or speak to her because she's reportedly not human and could take you away. Okay. Yeah. Then press the button for the first floor. If the elevator goes up to the 10th floor, the ritual worked. When you enter the other dimension, it will look like the building that you're in, except you'll be all by yourself. At this point, your electronics may not work and the lights may be completely off. To return to your world, you'll need to press the same buttons that you took to this other dimension. Get off at the wrong time and you may never see your dimension again. Cool. Right. No. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's one of the theories that she was playing the elevator game. Uh, and you talked about the other theory about um, her not not taking her medicine correctly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, honestly, that's that's my that's my theory. I agree with that one. Um, I don't think she was taking her medicine correctly, and I think that's what caused her odd behavior in the elevator. However, I don't believe that she put herself in that tank. Right. And also, if the autopsy didn't say that she drowned, then how the fuck did she die? All these questions and not enough answers. That's what I mean. That's why this is one of my favorite fucking cases, because it there's no good answer to it. Like, there's no... Ah, nothing makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can say, like, oh, she wasn't taking her medicine right, and, you know, she put herself in that tank and she drowned. Okay, but the autopsy didn't say that she drowned. And also, she was a very small woman. Like, how is she going to lift? And plus, the lid was put back on the water tank. So how on earth did this very small woman climb up that water tank, lift the heavy-ass lid... Climb in and then replace the lid in presumably multiple feet of water. I don't think she could have touched the ground. I think it was a really big water tank. I just, it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Let's find out. How big were the water tanks? I think they were about... Um, They were 1,000 gallon tanks. How heavy? Oh, someone else already asked this. Okay, so um, the Cecil Hotel water tank... The, the lids are only 20 pounds. So that's not, like, terrible. Um, she was 5 foot 4, you were right, and weighed about 150 pounds. 15 pounds. Sorry, 115. I doesn't say how, like, how tall. Oh. On the hotel's rooftop, there are four metal water tanks, each measuring roughly 10 feet high and four, four and a half feet wide. And you said there was, like, a foot of water, like, a foot of air between, like, it wasn't full, the yeah. tank. Yeah. So, if this five foot four, I am five foot four, if this woman was five foot four standing in a ten foot tall tank, how the fuck is she going to replace the lid? What what kind of leverage is she going to use? The walls? But, I mean, the 
tank is four and a half feet wide. So how is she like her legs aren't four and a half feet long? You know what I mean? Like, how is she going to get leverage on the wall? Mm -hmm. I just don't. I don't think she put herself in that tank. I think she was murdered. How did she get access to the roof? This girl didn't do it herself. She was murdered. Mm -hmm. And that's that. I agree. So I don't know. What what do you like? What do you think happened? I just I don't know. Like something definitely happened. She didn't do nothing, but something something did it. Listen, I kind of found it very intriguing that elevator game that you were telling me about. Mm-hmm. Whenever you said that, like that lady could show up, like in my mind, you know what popped up? What I was like, what if the elevator game is like real and like she got that lady and that lady took her and then just that's where she dropped her off, like you know, took her into a little world. And just, that's where she, because like that hotel is for sure fucking haunted. I don't care who you are. Oh, for sure. A thousand and ten percent. Like there's no, there's no doubting it. So like. All the shit that's happened at the Cecil. Yeah, it's haunted. I know um, in the video she, so you said when she was standing off to the left side of the screen, you can see her like moving her hands in a weird way. And Mm -hmm. it seems like she's like talking to someone. So we and obviously we can't see the to the right of the elevator, so we can't see if she's actually talking to anyone. But like something's going on. She's doing right. weird shit with her wrists and her hands, and like it looks like she's like putting her arms out to like stop somebody from coming at her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's just so strange. It's just so strange. The whole case is just so fucking. It's just weird. I agree. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's amazing. Hopefully next week I won't be coffee or sniffly or yucky anymore. Yeah, I hope you start feeling better all the way. Thank you. Persephone is currently punching my chair. That's not good. And crying. So I think that's my cue to go. Do you hear hear her? her. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, listeners, if you can hear my demonic horse crying. Okay, well, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye forever. Thank you for listening to Mysterious Ish. All episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Mysterious Ish Pod. If you have topic suggestions, questions, or stories to share, you can email us at mysteriousishpod at gmail.com. Or visit our website at mysteriousishpod.com. Make sure to come back next week for another discussion about the mysteries of the universe.